A large group of gnolls shoot arrows down at your wagon from the hills in this forest. You see the exit of the forest, a mere 150 feet away. If escape is the goal for the skill challenge, a driver will need to be in the cockpit and use their dexterity or charisma check to control the horses and wagon. The driver can determine the speed they want to take the wagon. If the driver is proficient in land vehicles, they can apply their proficiency bonus to this check. A normal pace will have a movement of 30 feet with a DC of 12. A fast pace will have a movement speed of 50 feet with a DC of 15. A failure on the skill only moves you 10 feet. For everyone else along for the ride, this is a normal skill challenge for you. For the first round, the DC is 10. For every failure during the skill challenge, it will increase the amount and percentage of the arrows that hit at the end of the round. There is potential for damage to you, the horses, and the wagon. If the wagon is destroyed or you decide to stop the wagon and fight, we will continue the initiative order, but it will then become a horde challenge. First up is Felomir. So using a spell, I have to couple that with a skill, is that right? No, if you use a spell, you use your spell attack Okay. for that spell, no matter what the spell is. All right. And then you only get to do that once per skill challenge. So just one spell, period. Yes. Okay. In that case, I will use a spell. I would like to cast Minor Illusion. All right. To make, we'll say like an like a animal roar appear like somewhere behind where the gnolls are to maybe distract them from shooting at us. Okay. I like that. Uh, go ahead and give me the spell attack. 29. All right. So, yeah, that is a success. What do they hear? It starts off with some like rustling of leaves that gets louder and louder, and then it'll just be like the squeal of a bunch of boars, okay. like wild boars. <laughs> 50 boars. <laughs> 50 boars, give or take. Stampede. 50 wild hogs are making the sound of a stampede into the forest. The gnolls that you do see kind of camouflaged in the trees and stuff are like turning their heads and some of them are distracted. And then we move on to Kath. Um, I'm gonna stand up on the wagon and face uh, whatever like group gnolls that I can see and just let out a bellowing roar and try to intimidate them. Okay. 14. 14 is a success. <laughs> That's all I got. After Keth, we are on to Finch. I believe you're currently at the reins. I think I am. I don't really know how I would go about just my, being like, here, someone take this. <laughs> I would probably just be like, oh, shit, and then just try and, yeah, it's a little faster. Okay. So I guess I'm going to go with Dex. Okay. So you want to use your dexterity check to drive, and you're going for a fast pace or a normal pace? I don't feel like I'm high enough in either to justify going for the really fast pace, because I don't want to fuck up. Okay. So a normal pace will be 30 feet and a DC of 12. 18. 18 is a success. So we move the wagon 30 feet, and we are on to Dorth. So Dorth realizes that he is outside of the wagon right now. As being part of the cockpit? Yes. Okay. I'm going to get in to the inside of the wagon and duck down, hopefully using some stealth to hide myself. Okay, that works. Uh, Give me the stealth check. It's going to be a 15? 15 is a success. So you dive into the back of the wagon. Shit! And you're now hiding behind the walls of the wagon. And we move on to Astra. Um, I would like to reach to the cockpit and grab... Finch's shoulder and cast guidance. Okay, so uh, give me a spell attack. Get us the hell out of here, Finch. 
And that is a 16. 16 is a success. I don't think we would normally do this, but I don't want to take it away from you. So you will get a d4 on your next skill check. But we don't usually, you know, add modifiers and bonuses and stuff to skill challenge. But for this time, we'll do it. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. <laughs> Rule of cool. I'm, go- I'm, going, I'm going for 50 next time because of it. <laughs> Rule of cool. We are at the end of the round, so a barrage of arrows are shot at the wagon. There's a percentage that you might get hit, the wagon might get hit, or the horses might get hit. One arrow on Dorth. One arrow misses. One arrow on Dorth again. Uh, The wagon is damaged. Another is a miss. And one of the horses is hit. Uh Uh-oh. All right, so Dorth, for your two hits, you will take four arrow damage. I like to think that Dorth found like the perfect hiding position behind right. someone, <laughs> and then they just moved out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> we are on to the second round of the skill challenge, and as the second round begins, a tree falls down in the path 15 feet ahead of you. Shit. Send it. <laughs> Jump that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> At the start of the next round, we will take initiatives again. The DC this round will be 11. We start off with Doroth. So Doroth is ducked down now. Doroth does not see that tree. So whoever's driving, I guess, is going to have to deal with that tree. But meanwhile, Doroth has arrows sticking out of him. So maybe Dorth could use a medicine check to get the arrows out of his ass. <laughs> Deal with the fucking tree later. I'll bleed now. I'm going to do that. That works for me. 14. 14 is a success. <laughs> Dorth struggling. And after Dorth, we are on to Keth. As we're getting hit with arrows and I see... Dorth dropped down to start to tend to his wounds. I'm going to grab my shield and then grab my crocodile shield backpack and just hold them up in front of Dorth and just kind of the group, basically, forming a shield wall with my athletics. All right. 21. 21 is a success. I've got you covered. After Keth, we are on to Thelamir. Uh, We can use our proficient saving throws, right? Yes. So I'm going to tie in the fact that Finch... Got a crit miss on his initiative, so I feel like he he may be like kind of distracted a little bit, either from the tree or the arrows. And Doroth hopped in the back, so I'm gonna take his spot in the front. Okay. And then I am going to use my wisdom saving throw to uh, make sure that Finch is paying attention and notices the tree and plans to avoid it. All right, so uh, give me a wisdom saving throw. Is a 19. 19 is a success. Hey, Finch, watch out for that tree. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll, I'll just start, a, start like helping him pull the reins to the side a little bit. Okay. And after Felomir, we're on to Astra. How close are the gnomes? They're scattered. It's a horde. So, I mean, like, there's probably like maybe 40 of them. Are they up on us, though? They're like in the hills, this little hills, and in the trees. They're just kind of everywhere. Okay. Well, if they're anywhere close to me, um, I would like to use my sleight of hand to reach up to grab branches and like sling it, like pull it and then sling it back at them. Okay, sure. We'll say that there's like a, a branch that's close. There's like a knoll that's like on the side of the road, like a crossbow that's kind of really near the road. So you grab onto a branch and 
release and let go, uh, give me a sleight of hand check. 13. All right, so you can see that this knoll was uh, like aiming his sights directly at Finch to maybe like knock Finch out and like get this wagon stopped. And you let go of the branch and it hits him right in the head. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to Finch. Hearing that, yeah, and uh, having Belly at my side pulling on the reins, like I get that we're trying to GTFO, man. So uh, I'm going to try and curve us around this tree and pick up the pace a little bit even. All right, would you like to go right or left around the fallen tree? My instincts are telling me right, especially if he's on my passenger, fellow mirrors on my passenger and helping me with the reins, we're probably getting tugged to the right okay. and not the left. So. so you're going for a fast pace this time? Yeah, I'm going to go for 50, and I've got my, my guidance D4 here to add on. 17. 17 is a success. And you've moved the wagon 50 feet forward around the tree. Yeah! Uh, be careful. Oh, shit! Yeah! <laughs> 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 After Finch, we're at the end of the round, so a barrage of arrows comes at you again this time. No failure, so no added arrows. Wagon is damaged. Horse is hit. How? <laughs> How? Make it make sense in game, Dave. How? <laughs> Anul had the perfect angle, like in front of the wagon, to just shoot straight through. Kes trying to block it with the shield, and he just misses, and it goes right through and hits you. So, not only am I ducked down in the wagon, Kes is protecting me, and somehow, no, these bills are not out to get us. They're out to get me. <laughs> Pretty small target, too. Uh, you take two damage. Oh, yeah. Thelomir, you get hit with an arrow at the helm of the wagon, and a horse is hit. After the barrage of arrows, we go to the third round. And at the beginning of this round, I need a perception check from the driver. Ooh, I'm good at perception. 17. Thankfully, you have the eyes of a hawk, and you for sure see pits in the road in front of you. And at the top of the round, we are at Cat. All right, so as I'm maneuvering my shields around trying to block these shots, I'm going to turn and I'm going to look um, out towards the road and give a perception check. All right. And also the DC is 12 this round. I don't think it's at it. It is 16. And I'll say, Bitch, watch out for those bits! <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. And after Cat, we are on to Thelomir. All right, so hearing the pits be announced by Kef and seeing Finch just finish up with his swerve around the tree. I'm going to assume he's a little little bit shaky here. I'm going to say, Finch, let me help and take the reins from him. Okay. And I will use my charisma check to continue driving. All right. At a normal pace or a fast pace? I'll go normal pace. Uh, that is a 18. 18 is a success. So we move 30 feet forward. Would you like to go left or right? Since I saw or heard the pits being called out, I noticed them, and it looks like going to the right will be a shorter distance, so we will go to the right. All right, the wagon moves up 30 feet. You're now only 40 feet away from the exit, so we will be having another full round, just so you know. And after Philomir, we are on to Dorith. So Dorith is now very confused <laughs> and feels attacked and targeted. <laughs> <laughs> so Dorith is now just gonna lift his head there are openings on the side of the wagon, right? Like, I can just... Yeah, I mean, it's look, not a covered okay. wagon, so it's just, you know, okay. the raised wall on the side. 
I'm just gonna poke my head out and just start screaming at these people. Like, why are you doing this? We're innocent. What's wrong with you people? I'm gonna use a use a persuasion. <laughs> try to <laughs> try to reason with this angry mob. All right. It's gonna be a 14. 14 is a success. What do you even want from us? What? Y'all know that scene from I Know What You Did Last Summer? Mm-hmm. It's it's that. Like, what? What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after Doris, we are on to Finch, who is no longer driving. So I'm thinking I'm going to use my dexterity saving. It's like skill with hands or whatever. So I'm thinking now that he's taken over, I know our wagon's been hit in a couple spots. Maybe uh, somehow I kind of fiddle with the reins, make sure everything's tight. Maybe if there's like an arrow that's like caught on something on the side of the wagon, I'll break it off. Okay. So you want to do like some repairs to the wagon while you're running. Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me a dexterity check. 18. 18 is a success. Hold on, Philly. Let me tighten this up real quick. And after Finch, we are on to Astra. Astra will use her stealth to dodge arrows and just kind of dodge around. That's a nine. Nine is a failure. We add one arrow to the barrage. And somehow that arrow is going to hit me. (laughs) (laughs) After Astro, we are at the end of the round. So the arrows fly. One miss. Wagon damage. Horse hit. Horse hit. Oh, no. David. uh... (laughs) Miss. And the last one. Wagon damage. I think I've I've realized the strategy here. Don't hide. (laughs) <laughs> just just be out in the open and they will not hit you. Just <laughs> if you try to hide, that's... We end that round and go back to the beginning with initiative. At the beginning of this round, as you're rolling past this pit, you look down inside, you see a horse. It's impaled by spikes. And whimpering inside, crying for help, is Ezra. So now is your chance, Finch. (laughs) Of course. Dude, what the hell? (laughs) What am I supposed to do? What do you mean? What are you supposed to do? We all see this. Yeah, everyone sees it. I mean, maybe like Astra and Kirkle don't. So in the pit, the spiked in the pit, pit. Okay. is a dead horse and Ezro, who is whimpering in pain and crying for help. Okay. And at the top of the round, starting us off is Finch. All right. So will I need to stop the wagon to do anything here? Or is it like an option of like throwing a rope and being like, grab on as we go by or something? I would think Dexterity. you need to stop the wagon in order to handle the situation. All right. Well, I'm going to scream, Felomir, hold! And I'm going to jump out. All right. Happening. I'm not leaving this dude. I would like to use my strength saving throw and my 50 feet of rope to throw it down and hoist him up. All right, so the DC's 13. You have advantage with this strength saving throw for using rope. Crit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll for that double crit. Nope. All right. So that is two successes on a skill challenge. So I'm not going to let anybody say who doesn't want to take a turn, but you basically can give one person a pass on this turn for a success. I can give someone a pass? Yes, because for this specific skill challenge, you're not looking for successes. Close your eyes. Don't look at anybody that's trying to eye you and give me a name. Um, can I just roll for it? If you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, I don't know, man. We're, we're giving Kurgle <laughs> a pass this turn. 
four. Thank God. Yeah, I, know, I, know I was going to say, oh, if you don't pick Bellamy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you just threw in his lap. <laughs> Ezra, hold on. I got you, buddy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so we get Ezra out, and as the wagon is stalled during this process, uh, we have three extra turns for Keth, Astra, and Dorth. And we go on to Keth. Ezra was out of the pit at this point. Yeah, right? like you, you see Finn, she's like got him like on the edge of the pit. Yeah, I'm going to use my athletics to, since we're so close to the pit anyway, to reach out and just try to snatch them back into the wagon so okay. that we don't lose any more time. All right, so uh, give me that check. Can we reuse proficiencies? Oh, shit, I did use athletics. Good call. Mm, yep, can't do that one then. Hmm. Strength save, maybe? Strength. Nine. Nine is a failure, so an extra arrow is added to the barrage. Oh, would you gain so much weight, bitch? After Keth, we are on to Astro. We're still stalled? Yes. I am going to take out my flask of oil and going to sling it so that it makes like a line. Okay. So whatever path they're taking, I want to set on fire. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so wherever the, they're most populated, What basically. skill are you partnering with us with? I'm going to do a dexterity check with advantage. All right. That's an eight. An eight is a failure. You get the oils you know, shot out there, you get it lit up, but you, it takes so long that another arrow has a chance of hitting you. So another arrow is added to the barrage. We are on to Doris. Okay, so... Um, Ezra is now in the wagon, right? Yeah. So Doroth is, of course, frustrated. He's like, it's oh, hi, Ezra. And I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll notice Ezra is in a bad way, and I'll use Cure Wounds. All right. Give me the spell attack. So 16. 16 is a success. So we do not add an arrow. Uh, Ezra looks to you and says, oh, thank you. Thank you. Don't mention it. I make things better. <laughs> and at the end of that round, we now have seven arrows shot at the wagon. Player. Dorth, <laughs> uh, you get hit with an arrow. This, this is what you get <laughs> for being, being nice. Take two damage. Uh, miss. Wagon damage. Horse hit. Player. <laughs> That's why I didn't write shit. That's why I was like, I'm gonna get hit again. I'm gonna have to erase that shit. How is this happening? My God. Uh, Doroth, another arrow hits. Mm -hmm. Finch, an arrow hits you. <laughs> <laughs> so Finch, you'll take two damage. Turns out it was aiming at Doroth. But yeah, they I, actually I just jumped missed. in front of it. I was like, I got you, no. <laughs> With that, we go to round five of our skill challenge. And at the start of this round, no new obstacles are in your way. You are still 40 feet away from the exit. And up first is Finch. I'm thinking I'm probably still kind of like on the outside of the wagon. So I'm going to use my strength to kind of like slap a horse on the ass okay. to, to get it like moving. And I'm also going to kind of like push start a car, you know, like you kind of I'm going to be on like the side trying to also help push the cart to get us to a faster start and then kind of jump in okay. in the cockpit again. <sighs> 13. 13 is a failure. We add an arrow to the barrage. I mean, you still attempt it. You still, you know, get the wagon moving. It's Maybe just, I just you, don't make it in there. Yeah, you don't get it down. You don't get it happening fast enough, so it just gives more time for arrows to hit. And after Finch, we are on to Doroth. So Doroth now, now 
two brand new arrows in his ass. Uh, I like the picture they're just all in your ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, these, these fucking are accurate as fuck, man. Somehow, one cheek, too. It's not even two cheeks. Just one yeah, cheek. Yeah, the same cheek just <laughs> slapping my ass. But um, I guess Dorth is he's going to power through the pain. He's going to try a constitution all check. Right. To... <laughs> So 17. 17 is a success. I like how all of y'all's skills have to do with helping the situation. <laughs> and mine is just trying to survive. <laughs> trying to just get through this shit. <sighs> <laughs> and after Doris, we are on to Cat. All right, so I'm going to see what Finch is trying to do with the horses. And maybe the horses are kind of like rearing up. You know, they're, they're spooked and startled with all these arrows piercing into their sides. So I'm going to yell out, uh, Finch, slap spots with me. And try to climb into the front and soothe the animals with my animal handling. Okay. You're proficient in animal handling? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. Don't know why. I've never used it, but... <laughs> Uh, 19. 19 is a success. No, oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Calm down. Are you proficient? Now <laughs> 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 gently caress. After Kef, you're on to Astra. Okay, Astra's still like fidgeting with her tinderbox, trying to make a spark. She's going to use her survival, if possible, and like throw out the rest of the uh, oil in the flask and light a torch once she finally gets one and just toss it into the oil. Alright, so give me the survival check with advantage for using the torch. Uh, 19. 19 is a success. Yeah, take that! (laughs) 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 He pants. (laughs) Fuckers! <laughs> you big bullies. All right, that brings us to Felomir, who's currently in the driving seat. I'm going to try to get us the fuck out of here. All right, you're going to go in full speed ahead. All right, so let's go for that DC 15 with your charisma, I think you said you're using. Yes. That is a 24. 24. All right. Uh, everybody, hang on. I'm going to get us out of here. <laughs> and the wagon speeds forward and breaks out of the forest. And you're into the hills of Somar. You crest one hill and go down one other side and you just keep falling right off into the horizon, leaving the Carlin Forest behind. And eventually, Thelomir uh, brings the wagon to a slow, and we get to a sunset. You bring the wagon to a stop. All right, so Dorothy is just going to fall out of the wagon and just, ah, and just spread out on the ground. <laughs> Astra will immediately go to the horses and check their wounds. Hey, hey, Finch, do you have some good berries? I'll make some good berries and give her five. All right. And I'll feed those to the horses and just kind of pat them lightly. Oh yeah, one horse looks rough. Okay, can so, I heal the horse? You can if you'd like. I mean, you're healing it for the sake of it, you know, you don't, we don't have to worry about numbers or anything, but okay. healing it is worth it so that the horse doesn't yes. like fatigue out for the rest of the journey. And I heal both of the horses. Okay. How's the wagon looking? Uh, the wagon's got 
probably like 30 arrows in it overall. Yeah. I was going to say um, after that uh, Astro's mending. The way I picture the skill challenge situation is it's very cinematic more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And so like there were arrows hitting. They just weren't really damaging the wagon. But the ones that actually damaged the wagon hit hard or hit in like really weak spots. So there's like a shit ton of arrows all in the wagon all around it. Yeah, I'll probably just be tending to the wagon, pulling the arrows out. Yeah, if like he's, that. I'll come behind him after he pulls them out and just mend the holes. Okay. So uh, I'll just heal myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to check on Ezra since I'm in the wagon with him. Oh, my God, Ezra, what happened? I'm going to start trying to, like, tend to his wounds, stop whatever bleeding I can, give him the rest of the good berries I've made. With Doroth's healing, his, like, wounds have healed over, but, like, he, you can just tell that he's, like, lost blood. And he looks to you and says, oh, I didn't think I'd see you again. I mean, I was on my way north to get to a port to head back to Gamor, but uh, I got caught by those things. They're, they're gnolls. I don't know if you've ever come across them before. They're all over the Carlin Forest, and also all through the hills of Somar. Oh, I've never been in the Carlin Forest before. This is my first time seeing anything like this. Uh, quite an ambush. Uh, they do this often? Are they just taking on any... Are they just robbers, or...? I, I don't really understand it, but I know that... Well, the Farm Hill, you know, they've been fighting them off for years. So they're just native to this land? Yeah. I'll just keep tending to his wounds, I guess. Okay. Kurgle, were you asleep the whole time? I'm sorry, I panicked. I just tried to hold on for dear life, you know? Velomir was driving all crazy and Fitch, you know, almost hit that tree. I didn't know what to do. I've never been in a fight like that on land. I do it on the ocean all the time, you know? Well, it's not that different. You're just in a smaller vessel and it's on the land. Well, you know, in the ocean, you can move with the waves. You find, find your center of gravity on deck. And it's all so much slower than that. But the wagon's just so small and it's bouncing all around and so rapid. I don't like it. <laughs> Excuses. Come <laughs> with. That sounds worse. <laughs> I feel like it's a lot easier to fight on a wagon than a ship. Yeah, because you were always on land. You never go out on boats like me. Yeah, I guess that's true. Slower of the sea, you know? <laughs> I know, Kurgo. I know. <laughs> you, are you okay, North? I'm fine. Your butt looks like a pincushion. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It, it'll it recover. Ezra, I, I'm sorry about the other night. I never meant for you to come out on your own. You should be, you should travel with us at, at least until Summon Hill. You know, there, there's strength in numbers. It, it's dangerous out here, and I didn't even know about these things. Uh, I, I just, you know, I it didn't seem like you really wanted me around, so I... I've been alone for years, so I figured, why not, you know, just go ahead and head on out and not make you feel paranoid or anything. I understand the lunar life, and I appreciate that, but no matter what, we are still Crimson Command. We, we are brothers, and I, I, I carry a heavy burden. I don't mean any offense. You should really stick with us for at least a little while. Okay. Uh, I mean, we're only like four days out from Summon Hill, I think, at this point. Then four days together we have. It is dusk, so this will be a camping scenario. Uh, does anybody want to start up a fire or anything? Yeah, I was going to say once ever the wagon is situated, uh, I would start just setting up camp. Okay. So, yeah, you got the wagon all repaired and start setting up camp. Start making some sort of dinner of some, some sorts and maybe do some hunting or something like that. Anything else you want to talk about or do before heading to bed? Oh, that's crazy, guys. Is everybody okay? I mean, I'm pretty okay, but uh, I think... 
some of our companions here are pretty banged up, and I'll kind of gesture to Doroth and Ezra. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm fine personally. Those are some ravenous creatures. I, I don't think I've ever seen those before. Ah, yes, the gnolls. They're savage beings. As far as I know, their only goal is to eat the flesh of other living things. Yes, I've heard tales of them. Quite frightening. Yes, we're lucky we made it out. So what was that about? What do you mean? What do you mean, what do you mean? They were obviously targeting me. I think they were targeting us as a whole. How many arrows did you get in your ass? Oh, I got one in my arm. Oh, you got one in your arm. Yeah, you got one in one in your arm. Yeah. Well, I mean, they like to eat people, it sounds real like. Real quick, real, how many arrows? <laughs> oh, zero. Oh, okay, oh, cool. I was just I'm trying kidding, to keep myself in the wagon, you know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, you're kind of small. They might have thought you were easy prey or something. Maybe. Or maybe it wasn't that. Maybe they were jealous. Maybe they were sent by someone. You think maybe they've seen you perform before? Of course, everyone's seen you perform before, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's, hmm. I knew I had enemies, but I didn't know it was like this. An ambush? You ever played with a knoll bard before? Not that I can think of. I mean, as far as I know, gnolls are pretty indiscriminate on who they try to eat. I don't know if they were targeting you specifically. You would say that. I mean, look at the wagon. There were dozens of arrows in it. Well, I mean. It happened to get hit by most of them. Yeah, if anything, I think they'd target me. I got a lot more meat on my bones. I got more meat on my bones. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will awaken mind uh, to Finch again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say, um, so do you plan on letting him in the hut tonight? Is this all in my head? or Yes. Yeah. And you can't respond to him in your head. It's... Yeah, you have to do it physically. Unless you just want to say it out loud. Yeah, or whatever you want to do. Maybe I just kind of look at him and, like, shrug, trying to see if he'll tell me what he thinks. Like, (laughs) I'm open to it, but maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I can't answer for real, you know what? I I think I'll kind of look at him and I'll give him more of, like, a solemn nod yes and see how he responds to that. Uh, I'll awaken mind again and say... Very well. I respect your decision. Because at this point, I'm thinking, one, I really think he's Crimson Command. I don't think he's going to do some stupid shit. And he's injured, right? Like, I mean, yeah, he's pretty hurt. He's pretty hurt. Like, he was in a spike pit. Like, he's got holes through his legs and stuff. They're now sealed from wounds. But he's, like, not long-term injured after the magical healing, but he's he's hurt. All right. Yeah. I'm, I, mean, I guess I'll kind of look around at everybody and speak up. And, guys, if everyone's okay with it, I'd... I think Ezra should stay in the hut with us tonight. He's he's injured, and, you know, he's we're part of a brotherhood together. I think I, I, I trust him. I'll just kind of nod in agreement. I will do the same. Yep. I think he should have slept with us a couple days ago. He seems nice. I'll just smile at Kurgle, I guess. I'll look towards Doris to see if he wants to say anything. Nothing? No. Well, then I'll just look back at Ezra, and I guess I'll we'll say maybe he's sitting down. So I'll just walk over and, I don't know. Kind of like handshake, pull him up, and like you're with us tonight. Oh, thank you. Are you still gonna be putting up those like magical huts? Yes, we'll all be in a hut together. Oh, I'll be in it with you. You can stay with us. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you. I'm kind of look him in the eyes, like I trust you. And I'll give him the salute, and then we'll just I'll go back to getting ready for camp. He does kind of a weak salute from just being fatigued, and uh, then yeah, I'll set up the huts. Yeah, do our double wide hut. As per usual. I will say I only want to take a short rest instead of a long rest because I'm going to be staying awake the whole time because I am nervous about having someone not in the party uh, in the hut. So, like, I'm not going to get, like, a full night's rest here. All right. Y'all set up the huts and go to sleep. (laughs) 
The next morning, the five of you, plus Kurgle, plus Ezreal, plus the two horses and the wagon, wake up. Well, Finch wasn't asleep. Uh, you stayed up through the night with your short rest, and you are exhausted. So what exactly does that mean again? So you have one level of exhaustion, which means you have disadvantage on ability checks for the whole day. And you check it out and find that Ezra is still lying there asleep. And whenever the tiny huts disappear and the sun is now piercing down on you in the morning, you he wakes up in a jolt because he's never experienced that like y'all have. And he looks at all of you and starts to breathe kind of panicky and then starts to breathe normal again as he realizes what's happening. <sighs> Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Ezra, how'd, how'd you like the, the tent? That was nice. I slept good. I feel better today. But, I mean, it's I still feel kind of some pain where the spikes got me. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> good thing we got a carriage. Here, I'll, I'll take a look for you, and I'll kind of inspect his wounds. They've healed over, like I've said. There's no, like, actual wounds anymore. Uh, he's just got basically bruises where it's healing. Um, and he's just, he looks a little pale compared to whenever you first met him that one night. So he's just, you know, he's recovering. Okay. Well, the wounds look better. It might take a few days to feel like yourself again. Uh, that's fine. I think just a normal wagon ride should be fine as long as we don't get attacked by gnolls again, you know? Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all want some breakfast? I could go for some breakfast. All right. So the seven of you eat breakfast. And you set up, you get your equipment all in the wagon, you set up for the ride. It's a little cramped in the wagon now with Ezra and Kurgle. It's not as comfortable. There's no place to like really lay down, so to speak. But who's taking the cockpit? Generally seem to do that. Okay. So I guess I'll at least get up in the front seat. And then if someone takes charge over the reins, I'll let them. All right, y'all see Sleepy Finch going for the uh, the helm of the wagon? Uh, did... Any of us know that he didn't sleep? Uh, give me insight checks, everyone. Uh, 19. Four. 13. Three. Astra and Doroth, you both noticed that Finch is looking a little weary this morning. Like maybe he didn't get a good night's rest or rest at all. I'll uh, kind of like squint my eyes at Finch and then look at Doroth as I notice him noticing the same thing. Uh, hey, hey, Finch, why don't I, I ride with you today? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I could... Uh... Be nice to just kind of sit back for once and watch the towns go by. Yeah. And I'll slide over into the passenger seat. That'll give me a chance to keep an eye on the horses, too, and make sure they're okay. Yeah, I'm crawling in the back. All right. So uh, everyone saddles up or gets in the wagon, and um, we head out. Day 23 goes by without any kind of issues. You look out in the horizon in the hills, this rolling plain. There's farmlands and stuff. There's little towns kind of off in the distance off the road, but the main road appears to just be heading straight towards Somar and not going through any passing towns. Day 23's night comes, and y'all start to set up for camp. Ezra is looking a little healthier throughout the day. He's kind of rested in the back. Are we not to play this one out? Are we changing up the sleeping arrangement at all? I will probably actually fall asleep this time just because I don't think I could make it two days. Okay. I will definitely like clutching my bag of orbs, probably using it as like a pillow kind of deal. Like there's no way I'm not going to wake up. Okay. So what we are keeping Ezra in the tiny hut? I was going to, yeah. Okay. Night 23 goes by without incident. Ezra is still there. He hasn't run off or anything like that. Uh, you don't feel like he's tampered with your bag at all. Day 24. 
kind of the same situation. Rolling plains, farmlands, blah, 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 blah. Some quiet traveling. And to speed things up, you make it all the way to day 25, which is whenever you reach Summon Hill. We'll say you reach Summon Hill, uh, maybe in the mid-afternoon-ish time frame. This is the last town you reach before Somar. Thick walls surround the southern and eastern sides of this town, with smaller walls surrounding the western and northern side. On this side of Summon Hill, it is almost a wasteland. Nature has retaken some of the land, but you can tell that many battles have been fought here, with old trenches that have turned into small creeks. There are broken small stone walls and wooden stakes rotting to the laws of creation. Keth, you have never taken part in this as an Athernian soldier, so you've never seen this firsthand, but the wars between Heltron's Blade and the Orcish nation of Athern happen from here all the way east along the Ithmus leading to Athern. Athernian soldiers share their war stories in the streets and taverns in the city, and tales of glory and honor of the battles and wars with the Sentinels, the Iron Watch, and the Storm Guard over the past few centuries. We've never really dived into the history of the title name Keth, but this reminds you of it as you see the broken, battle-torn land here in Somar. The once-divided tribal lands of Athern had cultivated a single, unified civilization under the first war chief Keth, and an alliance grew between Athern and Heltron's Blade. The tensions eventually grew over centuries of failed diplomacy and cultural differences, and that alliance was severed by warmongering commanders and kings on both sides. There's not been a large-scale war between the two civilizations since year 137, when Rodana's conquest into Heltron's Blade brought with them the divided warring tribes of Athern. We'll just kind of uh, gaze out over the remains of the, the battlefield uh, quietly and just ponder pretty much everything that you, you've just said. And as you get closer to the city, you notice that there are open gates that are unguarded. You see the Iron Watch Somar soldiers scattered along the tops of the wall, barely focusing even on the horizon or what's approaching. And once you pass through the city walls and into the city, uh, you find plaster homes supported by stone foundations, dirty cobblestone streets intertwined between the buildings. And as you get closer to the center of town, a public execution is ending. By the time you realize what is happening, an executioner's axe falls heavily on the neck of a large burly man. His head rolls off the platform and into the crowd as the crowd cheers and roars at this man's death. Bruce, what is, what just happened? I think you got executed. Uh, yes, clearly. I wonder what for. Dorothy's just gonna put his hand over his mouth and turn away. I mean, a public decapitation with a roaring crowd? Like, what did this guy do? Uh, I mean, are we around people that are? Um, I'd say that like this main road leads into this town square where this is happening, so the wagon and the horses have kind of had to stop because of the crowd. The crowd roars, blah, blah, blah. The scene kind of happens for a little bit. Men go out onto like the executioner's plank and just uh, kind of yell at the crowd. You can kind of hear what they're saying, but not really what they're saying, just over the roar of the crowd and the muffled speak. But eventually the scene kind of dies out and the crowd starts to disperse and your wagon could start to move again but you were halted for a little bit if you wanted to do anything during that celebration of this man's death. Just if there was anyone near, I would just kind of like, excuse me, what's going on here? What just happened? Ah, yeah, that man killed a whole family. He needed to die. Fuck that man. That guy was probably like walking past the wagon away from the crowd. He just kind of gives you that little tidbit, keeps walking. I guess if he killed his whole family, that's pretty bad. 
Public executions are pretty commonplace. I would say they're commonplace in the world of Asus, in the sense. I wouldn't say that the roaring crowd is normal. Usually they watch in silence and not really silence, but just kind of, you know. It's more somber than that. Yeah, mm. it's more somber, except for maybe the people that are cheering on the fact that, like, the, the prosecutors. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of poor Grizzle. Ah, yes, indeed. It doesn't take a whole lot to whip a crowd into a frenzy sometimes. Yeah, it looks like there's a little mob mentality going on over there. But it sounds like the, uh, the punishment fit the crime, like you said. If he killed his family, then off with his head. You get the wagon moving again and start moving through the town square. And eventually, along the main road leading out of Summon Hill, you see a tavern called the Grazing Goat on your right side. It's a pretty structurally sound multi-story tavern. It's definitely a lot like the Chandlin Taverns than it is more like a rinky-dink little outside village tavern or even your shack-like thing in um, Port Greasel, as Port Greasel was mentioned. If you're looking for a night's rest before you take the last day journey into Somar, this could be it. Or if you want to camp in the forest between the two cities, that's also an option. So it's one day to Somar from here? It's one day to Somar from here. Okay. Looks like you'll be arriving on day 26. You guys want to get a meal and uh, maybe a room? We just got, a, I guess, like another day's journey and then we're in Somar. And Ezra, I guess this is where we'll be making our departure from each other as well. Yeah, I think I'll definitely get out and get a room. Um, and then I'll start heading northeast to one of the ports and get a ride over to Gamor. I could use some real food. I'm sick of eating jerky and berries and nuts. <laughs> uh, yes, a good meal would do us some good, I think. Maybe they're serving Brenner. What's Brenner? It's like breakfast food for dinner. I mean, isn't that just dinner? You still eat it at dinner time, right? Well, yeah. But like, you know, like a bacon sandwich. Okay. And eggs? And eggs, yes. Oh, that sounds nice. Never had breakfast for dinner. I guess, am I Am I handling the wagon? Because I- Last we said Astra was, so I was going with that for now, unless okay. it's changed. No, no, she can still take it then. Yeah, if there's somewhere to tie up the wagon and okay. feed yeah, the we'll horses, s- I'll We'll say because this is kind of like a pretty hectic city, there's like a little area to the side of the tavern where you kind of park your wagons and stable your horses in the back of the tavern. You uh, guide the wagon into that little alley and to the back stables. Walk inside. Inside, you find a pretty rambunctious tavern, especially after that execution. The ales are spilling everywhere. Liquor bottles are breaking on the ground as they are emptied. People are wild in this place. I wouldn't say they're like partying, but they're definitely celebrating. Is there any music? There's not. Dorth would like to go up to the bar. All right. Dorth heads for the bar first. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ah, yeah. Hi. My name is Dorth. I'm a performer. Wait. I think I've heard of you. Really? Yeah, didn't you just play in uh, Chandelin, like, in the Summer Quantal? I did. Yeah, I think somebody said that they saw this amazing performer in a tavern. Now, didn't You didn't get to play on the main stage, huh? Oh, no, but it, it's fine. We've, we've discussed it. Me and my, my management, you know, it's, it's a thing. But I'm... I'm a man of the people, and I have a proposition for you. Okay, is that your band with you? Oh, no. no. Um, I have a proposition for you. Okay. If I, Dorth, Fabe, Grom, and Kyle, can entertain these patrons for you, I will gladly accept payment in the form of a meal and maybe a room for the night. I mean, that sounds great. I think a performance could really bring in more. I mean, everyone's really happy tonight about that person's death, so yeah, get on up there, and I'll pay you with room, food, maybe some more. 
absolutely. Me and this loot are about to make you a lot of money. All right, and uh, you're telling me that's not your band because you don't have like, a full band? I thought I heard you had a full band. I, no. Oh, okay. I'm a one-man show. Okay, well, yeah, go do your thing. And that lady just kind of goes over and starts pouring drinks for somebody else. I'll, I'll go over to the, the stage area and just put my uh, backpack down and let's go with... Let's go with the drum this time. All right. Gonna gonna pull the, the little hollow drum that I have out and just beat on it a few times to get people's attention. Ahem! Ladies and gentlemen, and those that lie betwixt, my name is Dorothy Fabe Grumman Kyle, and I'm going to sing for you. Is there any seating at the front of the stage? Uh, yeah, we'll say that there's like one table that's like got two people at it but there's like six other chairs okay Ashra rushes over and say hey hey guys let, let's watch all right <laughs> and i get as close to the stage as i can kurgle follows immediately save me a seat i'll get us some meals and i'll walk to the bar okay as you know we have lost a life today and good riddance <laughs> the crowd fucking <laughs> roar <laughs> give me a performance check though for this <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're using a uh, lucky dice. Uh, we'll use another one. <laughs> okay, we'll keep that. Uh, 18. They roar for like fucking 20, 30 seconds, just fucking <laughs> clinking ale mugs and is fucking wild. And then they slow down and calm down as they focus their attention back to you. And I'm just going to start like rhythmically beating the drum and going like, Pop with his head! Uh, do you go on a loop with that? Yes. Okay, they start fucking chanting it with you. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll start to feel a little inspired and start to sing along <laughs> as well. And we just do that for a while, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, seem, they seem to be very happy with that. <laughs> it's working. Astro is excited for this performance, but she's feeling a little hesitant to um, join in. So while that's going on, uh, Astro's pondering whether she wants to do anything, Kath enjoying it. Kurgle's like going into like a sidearm with you, Kev, and is ch chanting and singing it with you. Uh, Felomir and Finch, doesn't sound like y'all have chosen what you're doing yet. Well, he said he was going to go to the bar and get some drinks. Oh, I'll, that's right. I'll accompany him and get uh, some food as well. Okay. Did Ezra like stay with our group or did he just kind of... Yeah, we'll say Ezra kind of lingered over to the table and Ezra and Kurgle are both at the table with everyone else. Okay. So you get to the bartender, Bench and Felomir. Oh, yeah. What can I get you? Six ales, please. Six ales? All right. So you know what? Let's make it seven. Seven ales? All right. Uh, yes, and seven, uh, I guess, whatever meal you're serving for this evening. Oh, we're serving turkey legs and bacon. Oh, seven orders of that, please. All right. So that's going to be a total of ten gold. Awesome. I'll, I'll <laughs> give him 10 gold. Well, thanks, Philomir. Of course. And you all wait there, leaning against the bar, like facing each other, kind of leaving the crowd out of your personal space. And you can hear, you know, people just chanting and hating and following along with Doris. Maybe like five minutes later, uh, she comes back with, a, with two trays, one a smaller tray with seven mugs on it. And then the other tray has got four plates on it with just a bunch of turkey legs and bacon piled on top of each other. Says, all right, that should be seven servings of each. Oh, thank you very much. And try and balance these <laughs> yeah. these ales without spilling any. You know what? Yeah, let's give me a uh, slide of hand. Slide of hand check, both of you. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> or acrobatics. You could choose acrobatics over it. It's the same for me. Uh, yeah, me too. 14. Two. <laughs> 
Finch, you kind of lead the way, lead it with your uh, tray of stuff. Felomir, as you are trying to follow along, somebody trips you and you start to fall and you start to lose everything, but then all of a sudden you're balanced back into position. Give me an Arcana check. 16. As you like kind of get back into your position and balance out, you look under confused and look at your tray and you see a mage hand holding the tray in place and then it just kind of evaporates and goes away. I want to look around and see if I can spot who did that. Uh, give me a perception check. 10. It's too wild in here. You don't see anyone that may have done it. Astra's not paying attention to you. You know, she's like 30 feet away looking at the stage. She's the only person that you know cast Mage Hand that's a friend of yours. Mm -hmm. And you just, you don't spot anybody. Well, that was odd. And then I'll just continue my way back to the table. All right. You make your way back to the table. I'm going to, as we lay everything down, I'm going to grab one of the seven ales and kind of like pump my fist and chain along for a second, go put it on the stage for Doroth and then work my way with my fist and then you're back to our table. All right. We're going to put his dick in the dirt. <laughs> in the dirt. Oh dick in the dirt. Dick in the dirt. <laughs> Astra looks very uncomfortable. Dick in the dirt. <laughs> uh, so you all start to like pig out on the food and the drinks and... Uh, Doroth will say that the uh, crowd starts to kind of get quieter. Like, there's still a few stragglers that are into the chant still. It's been going on for like five fucking minutes now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but everyone else seems to be kind of turning to themselves and starts to talk, so they're losing focus on you. All right. Everyone, it's been wonderful. I've been Doroth Bay, Brother Kyle. <laughs> Keep your dicks out of the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> So you get off this uh, rather large stage, and where are you headed? I'll go to the bar okay. and uh, look for the woman okay. who was at the bar. Uh, excuse me. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, if you don't mind, I'll just take my meal in my room. Oh, um, that's it? Oh, would you like more? Hey, it's only like 10 minutes. Oh, I can give you more. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice if you did maybe like a full set. Oh, I mean, I can give you a meal right now if you're just hungry. You know what? I perform better hungry. I'll be back. All right. I'm going to run back onto the stage. <laughs> <laughs> so the six of you, uh, well, four of you, and then the two NPCs, uh, see Doroth exit, and then maybe like two, three minutes later, rush back and jump onto the stage. Well, it has been brought to my attention that some of you have asked for an encore. <laughs> 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 and I am more than happy to give it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Doroth Babe Groman Kyle still, and I'm going to sing for you. This time I'll bring out my uh, lute, and I'll play an instrumental uh, instrumental piece that is very Rage Against the Machine-esque. <laughs> <laughs> very angular, menacing chords <laughs> going around. All right, perfect. Astra sighs in relief. <laughs> Give me a performance check. Ooh, 25. All right, so as you bring out the loot and start jamming out Rage Against the Machine style, coins get thrown at you Rage oh. Against the Machine style. Yes. <laughs> uh, give me a uh, acrobatics check. <laughs> Does Astra see this? Sure. 20. Uh, Astra will cast Mage Hand to kind of, like, catch them before like, they can... Like, make them fall to the, Like, stop yeah. them from hitting them. All right, so, yeah, with the successful... Uh, Ooh, No. Astra cast Mage Hand, takes Finch's hat off, and then catches them <laughs> in the hat. Right, <laughs> and now it's a spectacle. With that, I need a performance check. Okay. <laughs> I forgot I was wearing a sweet Crit. hat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
All right, Doroth, you start dodging the first couple coins, and you notice a hat float into the area, and the hat just starts collecting the coins perfectly. Not a single coin after the first few hit the table, or hit the stage. And then the hat kind of floats gently down to the ground after the coins start, stop flying at you, and lands at your feet. I'm going to take the, the hat off the ground, dump the coins into my backpack, and toss the hat into the audience. <laughs> Astra catches it with Mage Hand. <laughs> well, I might inquire to someone at a table next to us. I'm like, so yeah, you know, about that guy. Like, I, I heard he killed his family or something. Like, uh, give me an investigation check. Twenty. And this man looks at you and says, "Yeah, he he didn't kill his family. He killed another family. He killed a noble family. Uh, the Stone Winds. Do you know why? Why why would he do something like that? Uh, no, we don't. I don't really know. I don't think anyone really knows. Rumor is that uh." Her dad recently died, and he's the noble of, of House Stonewind. And she was in line to become the lord. And so uh, maybe it was some sort of assassination attempt kind of thing. Okay, is this guy from the area? Does he, like, work around here? Do people know him? Or Oh, yeah, he was uh, one of the lumberjacks in the area. See, they used to live in the northeast. They were an exiled family. They've been exiled out of Somar, that is, not here in Summon Hill. Gentle family. But uh, her fiancé and her two sons, uh, all four of them got killed. They found this man at the scene, you know? Oh, well, that's what I mean. This man, like, is he from the area? Does anyone, like, did anyone around here know him? Yeah. And yeah, he was the lumberjack, right? Yeah, he's the lumberjack. I guess I'll probably just give him a nod, maybe cheers him, and fuck him. Fuck him. (laughs) Dick in the dirt. Tell you, dude. (laughs) Dick plus dirt. So, other than Doroth, it sounds like he wants to get to his room as soon as possible. Four of you, is there anything you want to do? Like, y'all just want to hang out and eat and drink before you get ready for bed? Or you want to head up to your rooms as well that you haven't gotten yet? Uh, yeah, I would probably, once the performance is over and I've eaten and everything, go see about getting some rooms for everybody. All right, so, uh, Doroth, you end your performance. Thank you! Thank you! I'd like to count my coins, actually. So, yeah, we got you 13 gold. 15 silver. I'm going to return to the bar and be like, better? Ah, yeah, that was much better. I see you got uh, about half an hour there, so I'll give you the room. I don't know if I can give you dinner. No, that's fine. I have rations. I'm an adventurer. Ah, adventurer. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you, you came all the way from Shandlin, not just not even less than 30 days ago. Oh, well, yeah, it's uh, we, I, I travel around, you know, a man of the world. I, I'll, I'll take my room key now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let me, I'm sorry, let me finish serving these drinks, and I'll get you your room key. Thank you. Eventually, she does come back, and she hands you a room key, and it's room 11. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Yeah, it's nice. I'll see you in the morning to get that key back. You will. Doroth is going to go to room 11 and shut the door. All right, so the four of you see Doroth exit the scene. I'm going to look at everyone and shrug and then just reach over at the food that was left for him. Kurgle's also reaching for it as you start to reach for it. Or tug of war. For the turkey leg? (laughs) Yeah. All right, give me a grapple check. (laughs) Yes. 15, 11. You get it? Yeah. Actually, like, you grab, like, the meaty side, and she's got the bone. <laughs> and so the bone just slides out, and then you have all the meat. <laughs> and then she just starts sucking on the bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, looks like Doroth was ready to go to bed. Um, I'll see about getting us some rooms. Yeah, I guess it's about time. Then I'll go over to the bar. Okay. Ezra, do you have enough for a room tonight? Oh, uh, yeah, I've, I've got myself. And then, Felomir, you get to the bar? Ah, yeah, what can I get you? Uh, Yes, I was wondering if you had any more rooms available. We're running out fast. Uh, Let's see, I've got three rooms. Three rooms. All right, Uh, I'll take all of them. All right, Uh, that's going to be seven gold. There you are. Then you get room keys 14, 15, and 16. Ah, Thank you very much. I'll be on the third floor, so can I keep going up? All righty. 
And now I'll go back over to the table. All right. Well, they only had three rooms left, so I just went ahead and purchased them. I'll just put the keys on the table that we're sitting at. Oh, they're out of rooms? Uh, yes, these were the last three. Okay. Well, maybe I don't have a place to stay, but I'll go find somewhere I'm outside. Hold on. I'm, I'm sure that we can share a room. Oh, we don't need all three, you know? I mean... That's yeah, a little generous, Thelamir, uh, but thank you. There's only five of us. It seems that our friend Doroth has earned himself a room for the night. And okay, well, I, d- I don't want to intrude or anything, you know? I mean... <laughs> well, I think it, it works out perfect. The ladies can sleep in a room tonight, and then you could sleep with your Crimson Command buddy, and then uh, me and uh, me and Feli will get a room. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking more that we would just let Ezra have his own room. Well, that's too much. I'll just go outside. I, I'm used to sleeping outside. It's okay. I feel better. Will I see you in the morning? I mean, I might head out early. Well, if you can wait around for breakfast, I'll, I'll be here. I, I got you. I'll figure out what uh, how long the track is going to be to the next port. You'll know if I had to leave or not by if I don't show up. All right. Well, you know, either way, it's been tough and rough, but it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's nice meeting you, Finch. It's kind of nice meeting, you know, legendary Finch. <laughs> I'll kind of, like, blush. (laughs) (laughs) It's gotten late in the night, and, like, you've all eaten and drank, and so he just kind of starts, he stands up and, like, slings his backpack on him, takes a spear in hand, and starts to kind of walk with it like a, kind of like a crutch, but not heavy on it. More like a cane, I guess. Salutes, and starts to head out. I'll salute and watch him go. He leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm ready for bed, personally. Yeah, me too. We'll say it's gotten to, like, an hour before midnight or so. Go ahead and give me another perception check. 13. Um, so there's this man that kind of stands out to you. With it kind of dying down and the people that are remaining are kind of still cheery and roary and celebrating. This one man is sitting at a table kind of in the center of the room. And he's holding a ceramic mug in his hand and steam's kind of rising from it. Which is kind of strange for the middle of a tavern at night. But he's also got papers kind of laid out in front of him. There's a stack on his left that's face down and then a single piece of parchment on the right that he's got quill that he's writing with on his right hand. So he's holding the ceramic mug kind of close to his face. Like he's lingering for that want to sip it, but he's also writing vigorously. His hair and beard are red with gray coming in from the roots and his face is cracked from dryness and roasting in the sun. He doesn't wear any armor and he doesn't have a visible weapon on him. He simply wears tattered traveling clothes. But on closer look... He has a polished silver medallion hanging from his neck. It has some sort of etching on it, but you can't see it from this distance that well. Okay. He's the only person that really stands out in this crowd. It's kind of like a scribe, I guess you could say. Right. Um, I'll, I'll walk over to him. Okay. As I am preparing to go upstairs to go to bed, I'll just kind of see him and then head in his direction before I go up. Okay. And I'll say, uh, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, yes, were you the one that uh, saved my tray of food earlier? <laughs> I, that was me. I didn't know if you were going to figure it out or not. Yes, it was quite crowded in here earlier, but now that it's thinning out, it seems you're capable of casting magic from first glance. I am. Oh, wonderful. Well, I certainly appreciate it. You're welcome. And I would also, now that I'm closer, try to look at his medallion to see. Okay. Uh, give me a perception check. Well, so you don't really get like a good look at it. Uh, the things that you can get out of it is that there's some sort of decorative ingram in the background of this picture, which is a picture of an open book. So it's like an etching of an open book. And then like there's a decorative thing going on in the background behind the book on the medallion. And it's not familiar to me at all. Give me a history check with disadvantage. 
11. It's not familiar to you. Ah, well, it seems you're writing quite vigorously. Are you some sort of scribe? Ah, uh, yeah, I am. I'm trying to finish my book. Getting close. Uh, it's, it's a little tough of a write. Oh, what's the subject? The Equilibrium. Oh, interesting. And what all happened during it. Kind of hard to write because, you know, we don't have any actual writings about it. It's all myths and legends and everything. Ah, yes, very true. There are some conflicting reports. I've done a little studying of the Equilibrium myself. Oh, yeah? You want to maybe share and see if I can compare to my notes? Ah, well, sure, actually. Give me one moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm... <laughs> I guess I'm going to go to... to somewhere big enough for me to open my library. Just in the center, like in the middle of the room, basically? Just, yeah, wherever. Okay, so yeah, I mean, you find a spot that's pretty simple, that's there. Open it up. All right. As you activate it and open it open it up, you hear him gasp behind you like, whoa! <laughs> Used to it, so I don't pay him any attention. <laughs> I will um, ruffle through my books. I'll take out the Equilibrium, of course. I'll take out the Waves Ashore, which was the Adamo book. I don't remember what the Everlasting was. You remember what that is? Something you got about the um, Faded, the Eternals. So it would be about the Amalgam and the Darkest Night, but mostly about the Amalgam probably. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll take out the Arcane Code as well. Okay. And is the Book of Warren still there? The Book of Warren is still there. Cool. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll go back out. All right. So you come back out with your four books. You sit at the table with him, I guess? Yeah, I'll just sit down next to him. Okay. Uh, yeah, these are a few of the books that I've procured what on the subject. What was that? Oh, it's uh, uh, sort of a, my personal library, you could say. Your personal library. Interesting. I mean, I have access to one of the greatest libraries ever, and I've never seen anything like that before. Oh, what library are you speaking of? The Universal Library up in the mountains. Ah, really? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a recruiter for the Monks of Time. The Monks of Time? Huh? Is that the... The group that is in charge of this library? Oh, yeah, it's the order that's the scribes that, you know, kind of maintain the library, keep it up to date, make sure everything's in order and set up properly. Ah, interesting. So you know the location of this library? Yes. Uh, it's not something we usually like to share, though, you know? Fair enough. Although me and my companions are traveling there currently. What for? For some research. Give me a persuasion check. 25. Well, that's what it's for, is research. Well, I mean, it's kind of a secret way to get to it safely, but um, I'll tell you the mountain and you can figure out your way from there. Seems fine to me. Any any assistance we can get would be most welcome. All right. Well, um, you're going to take the Traylon Pass out of Somar. The Traylon Pass? The Traylon Pass, yes. Uh, is it clearly marked? Yes. Uh, all the paths that lead out of Somar are clearly marked. And we just follow that route? You'll follow it up the side of the mountain. Uh, it'll eventually get to um, a pretty steep area. It's going to get very snowy very fast. Okay. Yeah, I just dropped off four people there, and there was a hell of a blizzard going on. Mm. How recently was this? Maybe about a week ago. Okay. So probably still treacherous. But, uh, yeah, you're going to head up there, and if you find it, I'll tell you the passcode. Say, Telfanti for Calor. Telfanti for Calor. And then ponder... Telling oh, wait, wait, one moment. Tigoriosa. <laughs> what? Are you like coming up with this off the dome or? Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a wisdom check to remember it, and I'll give it to you one more time before you go into any kind of dialogue with him. Uh, Fourteen. All right. So yeah, you you kind of remember it because you're used to spell incantations. You know how to say them, and you're kind of used to the pronunciation. So here it is again. Telfanti, four calor, ponder. Telling Kigoriosa. It doesn't matter if I write it down or not. <laughs> I'm not going to remember this shit. Um, wonderful. Thank you. Uh, and 
That would grant us entrance into the library? If you find it. You make it sound rather difficult. It's going to be hard to find, I'm telling you. I mean, they don't put it at the top of the mountain for no reason. If you don't find this, then you're going to have to climb it if you really want to get to it. And not many people have survived the climb. I only know two that have. Oh, really? What were the names? Christoph Morningrise. Oh, you don't say. And the other was um, Vorn. Mm-hmm. You may yes. know the Guardians. I'm familiar, yes. That is them. The only two that have ever successfully climbed the mountain. Hmm. And this was pre-equilibrium, I assume? Or post? Post, I would believe. At least that's what my notes have. Would you have any reason to think that it would be pre? And he starts to, he picks up his quill ready to write. Well, you have assisted me, so I guess it's only fair I return the favor. And I'll uh, pull out the arcane code and say, uh, well, I, I'm not sure if you are familiar with this book, but it was written, by, I believe, by Christoph Morningrise. Are you going to hand it to him? Oh, yeah, I'll let him see it. Okay. Uh, sometime in the second age, it says. He puts down his uh, drink and reaches out his left hand and grabs it. And he starts to open it up. You know, I've, I think there's not many of these left, but the Universal Library has one. I just never read it. Uh, there are some rather interesting subjects in it. Things that may contradict the common story of history before the amalgam and the equilibrium. I wouldn't have thought that something so simple about the Code of Arcana would include anything about the equilibrium. Wait, what's this date? Uh, it's 1186 of the Second Age. Wow. Where did you get this? Uh, it was a gift from a friend. Interesting. Well, yeah, I'll have to find that next time I'm up in the Universal Library and check it out. If they have a copy, I would suggest reading it. Definitely will. He, like, snaps the book closed with his one hand and then hands it back to you. Uh, well, thank you for your assistance, and good luck with your book. I'm going to be heading uh, to Laron by boat to pick up somebody for recruitment. And then, yeah, I got a lot of places to go, so I'm about to go to bed so I can get on my journey. All right, well, safe travels to you. He nods to you. Is there anything going on in your room, Doris? I was going to say, the door is not locked, but if anyone came in, there would just be a lemon hut there. Everything is untouched. Okay. The four of you, is there anything on before you want to go to bed? I've already gone upstairs. Okay. And just since I I was assuming we were, like, all heading up the stairs as uh, Felomir took off. And uh, I don't know how many beds are in this room, but I've plopped down on the first one. And I'm, uh, by the time Felomir comes back upstairs, I'm roaring with my snores. All right, we'll say there's two in each room, um, two beds in each room. So Keth has taken one, uh, Astra and Kurgle in another, and then Finch, where are you headed? To the empty room or to Keth's room? Walk to an empty room. Okay, so fellow Mary, you choose between Keth and Finch as you head upstairs. I'll go in the room with Keth. All right. So it would be plus three instead of plus seven. My strength is not very high. Did I use strength? I know I used dexterity. I want to say you used strength saving throw. Oh, or yeah, something. I did mm-hmm. that to pull Ezra out. That's right. Okay. Plus, I think your strength is pretty high if you have a plus three. Yeah, three is pretty high. Is it? I, I have mean, plus relatively. one. I have zero. <laughs> but I also still got to like roll enough to get over this thing. I think Matt doesn't think his number's high unless it's double digits. <laughs>
Dude, yeah, your your you, stats are like the best. You have no idea. You do numbers <laughs> over there, like you one shot, motherfucker. His modifiers are plus three, plus four, plus three, plus one, plus four, plus three. Yeah, those That's are absurd. really good. Well, thanks, guys. My, my, my strength is a plus four, and that's my primary attribute. Yeah. So. I don't know. Y'all was just over there talking about like plus ten on like one of your weapons. I'm like, what the fuck weapon is that? Like, what are you doing plus ten with? Does Astra know what nulls are? Um, I mean, you've seen them now. I really don't know the like fucking handbook details of nulls. I know they're just kind of basic. Oh, they, they just like, like to eat people. Yeah, yeah, that's it. For their god. Oh, for their god. Yeah, uh, that's essentially they're pretty one track minded. Okay, good. <laughs> they didn't want our stuff. They just wanted okay. to eat us. Oh, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it would have been a little more offensive if I would have known that. Yep. I'm telling you, dude, send it. We paid how much for these horses? Dude, this is why we should have got the rates for. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> right? Damn. Uh, it would have been what, one round and done. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. A racehorse would have added 10 feet to the. <laughs> that would have been. <laughs> Man, that would have been sweet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>